Welcome to Soft Life with me, Candy Washington, where we explore all things self-love, manifestations, and relationships with a cheeky dash of pop culture news. So be sure to subscribe, share, and join us on Patreon. Hello, everyone, and welcome back. As always, I'm your girl, Candy Washington. So let's dive into today's Kiki, which is all about talking about the latest season of Real Housewives of New York, the reboot. Did we love it? Did we hate it? Was it a hit? Was it a miss? We're going to get into it. So as we talk about it, put your put down your questions and your comments in the chat box down below, and let's dive right on in. Okay, so I'm going to first give my overall thoughts on the season itself, and then I'm going to break down my thoughts on each of the ladies, okay? So as you come in, hit the like button, subscribe, say hi, let's get it popping. All right, so my overall thoughts on the season itself was that it was boring. I thought the season was flat. I thought it was boring. But on the flip side of that, what I liked about it was that it was light enough to still be enjoyable. You know what I mean? Like to me, the boring stuff was, why are you fighting over charcuterie boards and cheese? Like, doesn't make any sense. Why are you fighting over who has the most sponsored gifts and all of that stuff? Doesn't make any sense. I would have loved to see them dive deeper into exposing people, but not exposing in the dark way that sometimes the housewives goes. Like I'm not talking about, I want to expose you for fraud and your husband and everybody is gay and this person's a racist or a homophobe. I don't mean it that way. I mean, like I would have loved it if they would have exposed that Uba was lying about being single way earlier in the season and had that been something to talk about or that Jenna Lyons was also lying about being single because she was in a relationship on the show. You know, I wanted to get more into like meatier stuff to have discussions about than like, oh, you said that I don't have food at my events and cheese. That was a little bit boring. That was a little bit flat. Nobody had a true storyline. Like nothing really happened this season. Um, I felt a lot of personalities were produced and they had fun, but they didn't really have fun. But again, it wasn't too dark either. And there was too many lies and too many people not showing their true selves. So overall, I would give the season maybe like a six or a seven, put it in the chat box on a scale of one to 10. How would you rate the season? I thought it was a six or seven. I like that it wasn't too dark, but also there wasn't enough substance to it to make it good and enjoyable and a fun kiki. Okay. So again, I liked it, but I wanted a little bit more. Now let's move in to each person. All right. Now this is Sai. This is kind of my thoughts on Sai. I thought she was a little bit mean spirited. Like I didn't understand why she felt the need to call everybody out and you know, you're a liar and you're this, that, and the third. I thought she was extremely hypocritical when it came to Jessel. For example, Sai always talked about her family and her mother and their struggles and what happened. But when Jessel wanted to talk about her family and what happened to them, she was like, I want to know about you and went all crazy and psycho. And it's like a part of your story is your parents. 
which was a big part of Sai's story. Um, it also came out that in the past, Sai had been evicted. I don't really care about those that so much that came out. She was living in New York City. You know, the rent was like 3K a month or something crazy. I don't really care about that type of stuff. But what I did care about was how quickly Sai would turn on her friends. Like she turned on Bryn. And then at the reunion, did you notice that she's turned on Aaron? Because they are now no longer seen in a, quote, favorable light. Like she was going after Aaron at the reunion, again, over cheese and people being hungry. Like, it, again, made no sense. But I think the reason why she turned on Aaron during the reunion is because she's trying to distance herself from Aaron because they've gotten all of the backlash as the mean girls. But when, but during the show, when her and Aaron were in cahoots and they were making fun of everybody and they were trying to come after everybody, her and Aaron were cool. So I don't like that about Sai. She's a bit of a flip-flopper. And then she went um, against Bryn when Bryn spilled the beans that Uba was lying and she had a boyfriend the entire time. And it was the fact that um, Sai was the one who told. And this is where Uba messed up. And I'm going to tell you exactly where Uba messed up when we, when, when we get to Uba. But I'll, I'll, I want to make this point here. If Uba wanted to continue lying about not being in a relationship, she should not have let Sai's husband, David, trigger her into telling the truth on the, sh on the show and on camera. Because this is what happened. Uba was lying the entire time about being single. And we'll, we'll get to that when we talk about Uba particularly, right? But when at the game night or whatever it was, and I found it extremely inappropriate and very disrespectful when Sai's husband, David, was like, oh, Uba, you're beautiful and you're accomplished. You know, why are you still single? Like, I personally thought that was hella inappropriate and wrong. But I think that Uba felt that a little shamed by David because it's a very shaming thing to say to a woman. Oh, you're pretty and you're smart. Why? Like, why don't you have a man? Basically saying, what is wrong with you? What's really wrong with you? Why you don't have a man? And I think that the fact that he was shaming her triggered Uba into showing Sai her boyfriend from Connecticut or whoever it was on camera, in front of everybody and all of that stuff because she wanted to prove, oh, there's nothing wrong with me, right? And this is the thing, Uba, if you wanted to lie about being single, you needed to take off, you needed to carry the lie through. And that's where Uba really messed up for me. But we'll get more into it then. I really didn't like Sai. thought she was mean spirited. And it turns out, you know, Sai, Miss Hypocrite talking about, oh, I need people to tell the truth. Just so you're a liar. We need to know the truth. Why aren't you being honest? Turns out Sai pulled an Ashley Darby, but not even an Ashley Darby, because word on the street, according to Reddit and other places, um, word on the street is that Sai was the side chick to David, that he was married when Sai met him and she was working at one of his businesses. She started having affair, an, an affair with David, got knocked up and pregnant. And then that is why he ended up ultimately leaving his wife for her because she got pregnant. So, but Sai wants to act like she has this like fairy tale stuff. She wasn't being honest about how she got her man being the side chick and got knocked up and, and um, messed up. Now, I'm not going to say she messed up his marriage because he was the one who was married, but I didn't hear Sai talking about that. So she was the side chick. 
And now she's talking about everybody needs to be honest and who's and, and talking about and try to act like Jessel's husband, Pavit, is a cheater because they're not having sex. I'm going to get into my conspiracy theory about what I think is actually going on with Jessel and Pavit when I get to Jessel. Um, I don't think he's cheating. I think something else is going on, but I'll get into that conspiracy theory. But how is she talking about people being cheaters and being honest when Sai herself was a side chick? Okay. And you want to talk about proof? Let's get into some receipts. First up, let's get into this receipt. Okay. Real quick. So this is from Sai's YouTube channel from three years ago, 2020. And it says vlog husband and husband and wife life after marriage part two. She was claiming on People Magazine that she had been married for 14 years, since 2009. If you've been married since 2009, why are you doing vlogs in 2020 talking about life after marriage? I don't know anybody who's doing blogs about life after marriage when you've been married allegedly for that long. But the truth came out that they actually were married in 2017. That's why in 2020, she's doing vlogs about being newlyweds because they actually only got married um, in 2017. Also, what's weird, how come her husband, David, isn't showing his face in the vlogs? That's also very suspect. But then you want to go on a reality TV show. So three years ago, he wasn't comfortable showing his face on your vlog. But now you're on a reality TV show. Very, very, very weird. And I have some more receipts on this. I'm going to cite my sources. This is from Reddit. So on the left-hand side, this is their marriage um, documentation that they were married in June of 2017. But in People Magazine, she lied and said that they were married for 14 years. And saying that the secret to a great marriage is having sex and all of this stuff and how he's so great and he's a manager. And she lied and said that they got married in a, quote, private ceremony on June 16th, 2019. When the truth is they got married on June 15th, 2017, because she was the side chick who got um, knocked up and he was previously married. And then there were other um interviews and articles that came out where Sai had slipped up. So before she was on the show, she was saying how it was so great how her children got to be at her wedding. None of her children are 14 years old. All of her children are like, her kids are like, what, five and six, and the girls maybe like 10 or something like that. So why is she lying? She's She's going after everybody being like, you need to be honest. You need to tell the truth. You're lying, lying, lying. When it comes, truth be told, she was the biggest liar on the show. Biggest liar on the show. <laughs> it was crazy. Absolutely crazy. And this is the thing. I don't personally care when you get married or don't get married. I don't care. But don't go after people. Like you are so high and mighty, like you have this perfect life or whatever. When the truth is you were, your husband was cheating with his current wife with you. You got knocked up and then you're lying to, to People Magazine and to us saying you've been married for 14 years. When the truth is you were married in 2017. And then you're doing vlogs and stuff three years ago, talking about life after marriage and your husband won't even show his face. 
So this to me shows why Sai was so hypocritical and so mean-spirited was because she had she was the one who was hiding the most. And like she says she has some digital empire. Sure, maybe everybody's an influencer these days. I get my own paid sponsorships. I'm not knocking it, but I'm not going out there be like I have a digital empire and I'm an influencer and all this stuff. So I don't know. To me, that just left a really bad taste in my mouth when it came to Sai. I found her to be very abrasive, very obnoxious, um, very temperamental, very, I guess she was deflecting and projecting a lot. I didn't get, she seemed, this is the thing about Sai, she always seemed to be in a bad mood and she always seemed to just complain, 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 complain. And that's not a fun person to be around. And that sure as hell isn't a fun person to watch. And then when all this stuff comes out about her, I'm like, okay, so that's why you're doing all of this. It's it's a lot. It's a lot. And the thing is, I like the fact that she did talk about her past and she was honest about what happened with her mother and her childhood and all of that stuff. And so, yes, I honor that. But at the same time, girl, girl. So who knows what's going on with her? Now, let's move on to Bren. And again, put your questions, put your comments down below in the comment section. I'm just going to go through each of the girls and we can talk about it. All right. Now let's get to Miss Bryn. I, okay. I like Bryn. I do think she's like a nice breath of fresh air. She's very fun. She's very light. But I have to admit, I feel like something is off with her. I feel like there's something fake going on. There's something not real. And what I mean by that is, you know, she said, oh, you know, Bravo can't film at my apartment because the building management won't allow it. They don't want the camera crew there. But then it turns out that she had this huge photo shoot at her apartment. It was in some um, home decor magazine or some home decor website it was. So I was like, I'm confused. Is it this strict no filming, no publicity policy at, in, in your building, but yet you're allowed to do our, you know, home decor spreads in magazines and blogs? Which is it? It seems like if you're not allowed to film, you wouldn't allow you wouldn't be allowed to do photo shoots there either. So that didn't really seem right to me. And then also when Bryn was talking about her career or her job, that also seemed really weird. She said she did like PR or marketing, but she had clients, but then she was in school to be a, uh, a doctor, but then she dropped out of school after she failed a biology test or something and she had a panic attack. Like I, it just made, I didn't understand like what her job was. Like that to me was just weird. And if you have a creative job or you don't have a job, I don't care about that either. Just say what it really is. So a lot of that seemed really off to me. Like I wasn't really sure what was real about her. And the reason why I say this too is because I think her whole did see, you know, money hungry, man hungry, you know, persona was just an act. I feel like there's a much smarter, strategic, deeper person to Bryn. And I would have loved to seen that side of her because I think that's the real her. I think there's a big, uh, a much deeper personality, very smart, very strategic, 
person to Bryn and this whole, oh my God, I want to, you know, freeze my eggs in Switzerland where people, where rich people, you know, keep their money. And, you know, I want to date your dad. And when are you getting divorced so I can marry your husband and blah, blah, blah. I don't buy that. I don't buy that. I think that is nothing but an act. And it got old and dry really quickly. And I would have preferred to see the real Bryn. I think she has a lot of depth to her that she didn't show. And I think she's just portraying this person, right? Um, definitely, definitely an act. Um, I don't know if you guys saw her on Watch What Happens Live with Tyler Cameron, the guy from The Bachelor, who, by the way, yes, he is fine. He is really super fine. However, it was very cringe the way she was coming across. It was super, super cringe. I want to say I do like the fact that she shared about her past childhood trauma and what happened with her and everything. I do like the fact that she shared about um, growing up and her family and her and her mom and her grandmother and her siblings. I thought that was super relatable. I thought that was really great. But again, What's going on currently? Where do you really live? You know, what really is your job? What is your true personality? And I didn't think that she was really friends with anyone. It didn't seem like, um, it honestly didn't seem like the group really were friends. It seemed like they became friends for the show. You know what I'm saying? Um, yeah, but overall, I would say I do like Bryn. And I would have loved to see the true Bryn because I think she has so much more substance than what she shows. I think the whole ditziness is a mask. Um, I personally thought Bryn and Tyler's interaction was a little cringe, the way she was like touching his leg on the show and talking about BJ's. And I think he was going along with it. But I think if you energetically underneath that what was going on, it's a little... I guess for me, the reason why I say this, not to go on a tangent or anything, but, and maybe I'm old school, maybe I'm a little more conservative, but it's always a little cringy for me when I see the the woman pursuing the man in such an overt way. You know, that to me is kind of where it became a little cringe. Wait, you guys, I have to take a phone call. One second, I'll be right back. Like and share, and I'll be right Sorry about that, you guys. Thank you for holding on. That was a very important call I was waiting for all day. All right, now let's get back into it. Oh, girl, let's get back into it. So that's kind of, that's why it felt cringe for me because anytime, and again, maybe this is old fashioned. I don't want to be canceled for this. I just think that when the woman is overtly pursuing the man in a hypersexual way, it just doesn't sit well. It just seems a little cringe. I don't know. And the thing is, I don't think Bryn needs to do that. I think she's very intelligent. I think she's super beautiful. And I think she has a great personality. And I think if she would just land in that, it would it would be much easier to connect with her if that makes sense. Okay. 
So that's kind of how I felt about Bryn. Also on the blogs, it came out that Bryn was also evicted in the past. I don't really care about that. You know, she was living in a studio in New York City. Who cares? I don't, I don't, I don't shame people for that. I don't shame people for like money problems and doing what you have to do to, to survive. So I don't really care about that. All right. Now let's look at Jessel. Dun, 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 dun. So this is how I feel about Jessel. I think the reason why her personality doesn't land for a lot of people is I don't think it's so much her accent. I actually think that she was very nervous and very insecure, and she really wanted to be liked by the girls, which is why the personality didn't land and felt a little bit inauthentic. It didn't really feel authentic, right? Um, you know, the girls are like, something's off with Jessel. And like in the beginning, you know, I was not a Jessel fan at all. Like not at all. I think that um, honestly, Jessel should probably send flowers to Cy and Aaron because the fact that Cy and Aaron were such mean girls to her gave us someone on the show to root for. Because prior to that, I wasn't really rooting for anybody on the show. I enjoyed the season. I did enjoy it. I thought it was lighthearted enough. I thought it was a, a good key key. I did enjoy it. It wasn't what I thought it was going to be, but I did enjoy it. But I didn't have anybody that I was really rooting for. And so I think the reason why Jessel was able to become, you know, a fan favorite now, maybe not everybody's favorite, but if we were being honest, at this point, Jessel is a, quote, fan favorite, given the situation, is because Cy and Aaron went after her so hard. And anytime you have two people ganging up on somebody, being hypocritical, being mean, being bullies, you're going to want to root for that person, even if prior to that, you may not have connected to that person, right? So they really gave her that I want to root for them. And so now I like Jessel, you know, now I, I, I get her. And I think if you watch back, even what she says, she's like, well, I was like nervous to talk to you or, or like you guys are like intimidating, you know, like when she said Trebekah was up and coming, I don't think she was trying to be pretentious. I think she was nervous, insecure, intimidated by Aaron, and trying to come off as like cool and aloof and all of this stuff. Very similar to Bryn in the in the in the way of of her personality was more of a persona and a mask that she was playing. Whereas Bryn, I think her mask is like flirty, fun, blah, blah, blah. But underneath is very calculated and very smart and very grounded. I think it's almost the opposite when it comes to Jessel. I think that her mask was that she was, you know, I come from Britain and blah, 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 blah. And I have all of these things and I have it all together. And blah, 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 blah. But underneath it, I think Jessel just really wanted to be liked. I think she wanted to be one of the girls. I think she wanted to be accepted. But because she was putting on this front, I think that was the disconnect with Jessel. But I think the more as the show went on, the more she kind of just came more into her own, the more she was just like, well, I don't need to force anybody to like me. I can just be myself more. Now you're coming for my husband. Now you're coming for my family. Now I'm going to stand up for myself a little bit more. That's where I think I started to like Jessel more because I was like, because that's when I was like, oh, 
Jessel, now you're actually being a real person. You know, now you're really showing who you are because I can relate to that. I think everybody can. You're going into a new group of women and you and on a show and you feel like they all have it together. They're all beautiful. They have all this money. They're all doing this, that, and a third. You want to feel accepted. You want to feel like you belong. And so I totally get that particularly as a woman going into a group of other women, it can be intimidating. It can be scary. It can be, you know, feeling like you're insecure and all of that stuff that I totally get. So I think that as Jessel came more into herself, she became way more likable, way more likable. Okay. Now this is my conspiracy theory when it comes to Jessel and Pavit. And I want to know what you guys think about this. Again, this is just a theory I have. I don't think that Pavit is, quote, cheating on Jessel. I think that Jessel and Pavit have an arrangement, an agreement, if you will. I think that they were best friends, like they said. They were best friends. They were roommates first. And I think that they succumbed to family pressure and society pressure that at a certain age, you needed to be married and you needed to have kids. And I think that they came together and said, hey, you're my best friend. You're my best friend. Let's just get married and do this. That's kind of where I think the the sexless marriage comes in. That's kind of why I think the IVF came in. And there's no judgment around that. There might also be some type of sexuality questions around maybe Pavit, maybe Jessel, you know what I mean? And I don't have any judgment or disrespect around that at all. We know over here with the Candy Canes, we are inclusive. When we talk about sexuality, it's from a place of love and inclusion, not from any hate, okay? But that is what it's giving. I I think it's giving two people who come from very traditional families, And they were probably getting a lot of pressure to settle down. And they said, hey, I like you. You like me. We're best friends. Let's get married and do this. I don't think it was really rooted in a romantic I love you, I love you situation. And honestly, I'm not mad at that. Again, this is just my my conspiracy theory. This is just the what I picked up on. And I'm not mad at that. I don't think there's anything wrong with saying, you know what, you're my best friend, you're my best friend. Let's just get married. Because even their chemistry and their banter, it's more like, and of course, people are like, well, you should marry your best friend. You should marry your friend. Yes, duh, of course. But I'm saying the energy I get between the two of them are literally two best friends, not two people who are married as best friends, if that makes any sense. If that makes any sense. I think it was more of an arranged understanding type of situation. Not that their family arranged them. I think the two of them came together to have an agreement. And again, where I think Jessel made a misstep and no fault of her own I think that she was trying to connect with the ladies by being honest about how they hadn't had sex in like over a year or whatever the case was since the, since the twins were born and all of this stuff. The problem is she shared something that was very sacred to people who were not safe. 
And what I mean by that is Sai and Aaron and Bryn and all of them were not safe. And what I mean by safe is they did not have Jessel's best interest at heart. I don't think they actually had any interest in being friends with Jessel. I think they already knew she was the one they weren't going to get along with. And so when you take your vulnerability to someone who really doesn't care about you like that, who really isn't your friend like that, they are going to take any vulnerability you show, not as like, oh, this is something we can bond over, but they're going to take it as you showed me your weakness. And now I'm going to turn it around and, and turn it around against you. And that's exactly what those chicks did. They took something that was very sacred and vulnerable to her because that's a that's a thing to say, hey, you guys, you know what? Me and my husband haven't had sex for years. That's a huge vulnerability to share with people. And instead of saying, oh, you know what, girl, um, that you know, that's totally normal. What's going on? Let's talk about it. Sure. They were like, oh, here's some lingerie. Oh, you know, book a steak. You got to get it in. But but behind the scenes. And then the confessionals and when they when Jessel wasn't around, they were clowning, they were clowning her, they were laughing at her, they were saying he must be cheating, you know, all of this stuff. They went all above, they took it and they ran with it and they weaponized it against her because at the end of the day, they were never for her. So you have to know, and I get it, they're quote co-workers, I get it, it's a show. But at the end of the day, you have to know who you can bring your vulnerability to and who you can't. And Jessel did not have the true foundation of a friendship with these women to bring that to them. Because there is a difference between lying about your marriage and 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 keeping certain sacred things private within your marriage. You see what I'm saying? So I think that was really one of the the missteps um with that. But that's my conspiracy theory. And I, I I love it for them. I think they really do have a love for each other. I do think that they are best friends. I do think that they're happy in their marriage because they created a marriage that worked for them, right? Um, so I like Jessel. I like Pavit. I'm looking forward to seeing her another season when she comes more into her own confidence, when she becomes more of her own woman. And I have to agree with the advice that Bryn gave her. She said, you know what? When you stand up to these bullies, Sai and Aaron, they will back down. And then, you know, Jessel was like, well, I don't want to like yell and do this and that. And I, again, I actually agree with what Bryn said. She says, you're equating standing up with yourself with being, you know, quote, ratchet or whatever you want to call it. And again, those are two different things. You can stand up for yourself in a very respectful, classy way. You know, excuse me, miss, but you're not going to disrespect me. You're not going to talk about my family. You're not, and you're sure as hell not going to disrespect my husband. You know, there is a way to stand up for yourself that is classy and respectful. And I think the fact that, like I said before, I think Jessel was very insecure and she really wanted to be liked by the women. And I think that was a big reason why she never really stood up for herself. And that's why she kept getting tramped over. So, um, and then it took her time to come into her own. You know, we see at the end, you know, the finale, she starts to stand up for herself. And then obviously at the reunion, she starts to stand up for herself. But I wanted to see that in the season. You know what I'm saying? It's like when people are one way the entire season and then they become brand new at the reunion. 
I wanted to see her stick it to them in real time. You know, everybody comes from everybody at the reunion, but I want to see you do that in the actual show. So that's kind of where I landed on there. Now let's move to Uba. All right. So when it comes to Uba, this might be an unpopular opinion and you guys can come for me or agree with me if you want, but I thought that Uba was very erratic on the show. She was barely on the show. And I thought that she completely overreacted about the phone situation. Completely overreacted about the phone situation. I might be wrong in this, but I'm going to tell you why. The reason why I now think she completely overreacted with the phone situation and it and totally made a, a mountain out of a molehill mole was because at the time, I understood what she was saying. She was like, I'm a single woman and I travel and my family is far away. So we have this pact that I always have to text at night and text in the morning. And I didn't have my phone and she had my phone and blah, 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 all this stuff. But then it turned out that was a complete lie. Uba this entire time was in a very happy, loving and committed relationship with a really great man. He's attractive. He's um, some type of like banker guy. He has a a crap ton of money. So that whole line of why she flipped out over the phone was a lie. Did you flip out over your phone because you didn't want people to see that you were in a relationship? And that's the real reason why you flipped out over the phone because you didn't want people to see that you were in a relationship and for the entire season you were lying and playing in our faces? So that's why she flipped out over the phone, not because she's single and her family's waiting for her tech, uh, good night text message. She flipped out over her phone because it would have exposed that she was lying the entire season. Now, this is the thing. I like Uba in general. I think she's beautiful. I think she's spunky. I think she's, you know, um, she has a great business going for her. She's a model. I love all of that. Where she lost me, and and very similar with Jenna Lyons, is there is a huge difference between I want to keep my relationship private and lying about your life. And I'm going to tell you why Uba lost me with this. If she would have came on the show and said, I'm in a really happy relationship. My partner is very private. I chose to come on the show. He did not. So I'm keeping that aspect of my life private out of respect for him. I would have respected that. I would say that's nope. That's not a problem. That's cool. Let's dip it and do it. Let's have a kiki. Uba, you slay every day. Let's laugh and let's have fun. Where she lost me was you created your storyline as being this beautiful, amazing woman single in the city. That was an integral part of your storyline. That's why Bryn called you out at the finale. When you came up to Bryn, when she was blowing out her candles and she was saying that she was um, wishing for a husband and Uba went up to her and she goes, wish for two, one for me too. And Bryn knew you had been lying the entire season. That's what—that's what—that's the real reason why. Because if you go back and watch the finale, 
that is the the moment when you when she went up to Bryn and said, "Oh, ask for a husband for me too." You you could see the look on Bryn's face, and her face was like, "Chick, if you don't stop lying and playing in my face." And then that was the moment when Bryn went over and said, "What about Mister Connecticut, who lives in Connecticut?" Because Bryn had enough. That is where Uba lost me. You cannot create a storyline about being single when you are in a full-blown relationship with someone who is amazing and someone who is great. And that to me is problematic because there's a difference between saying, I want to keep this part of my life private out of respect for my partner versus my storyline is being single in the city. That's where she lost me. That's where she lost me. You know, um, to me, that's where that's where you lost me. It's okay for, you know, Tay-Tay says, um, and you're saying a boy without a husband, though. This is the thing. Okay, let me, I want to get to these comments. Tay-Tay says her boyfriend didn't ask to be on the show. I agree with that. And you can say, my boyfriend is very private and doesn't want to be on the show. And I'm keeping that particular part of my life private. But don't say that you're single when you're not. And don't make being single your storyline when you're not. That's my point. There is a difference between saying he's not on the show versus I'm single. And shout out to Billy. Hey, Billy says a boyfriend is not a husband, though. I agree with that. I agree that a boyfriend is not a husband. But again, it goes to saying that you're single, acting like you're single when you're in a relationship. And then going up with, with Bryn and be like, oh, I want a husband too, all of that. It's the underneath lie. It's the underneath lie. Again, I think that if Uba said, I'm in a relationship, he's really private and we're respecting that privacy. And then she says, pray for a husband too, being like, oh, I want my boyfriend to propose. I want to be his wife. That I get. That I understand. But they're two, but they're two different things. Do you know what I'm saying? They're, they're, they're two different things. And I agree with Chocolate Chunks. Yes, but she's on the show to represent her life and who she is. So how much is she allowed to hide? Right? How much is she allowed to hide? And I, and, and, you know, I think you guys, everyone has made such great points and it's such a good conversation around this. You know, when you are, that's a great question. When you are on a reality show, how much do you get to hide and how much do you not when you're being paid to be you, when you're being paid to show your life? Foxy the Swede also says she does need to be more honest with her life as a housewife, but Jenna does the same with her new partner. Exactly. And we're going to get to Jenna. We're going to get to Jenna. Exactly. And I want to know what you guys think. And, you know, I said it before, I'll say it again. I kind of land on being honest but creating a boundary is okay. You know, you can say, yes, I'm in a relationship. My boyfriend, my partner, my husband, my wife, my girlfriend, whoever isn't signing up for the show. They have a very private life. So I'm going to keep that part private out of respect for them. But you need to be honest about your situation. You can't come on a reality show, claim that you're single, the entire season, make that your entire storyline. And then lo and behold, that's a, that's a lie. 
that's where Uba lost me. Other than that, I like her personality. She's fun. She's bubbly. She's a vibe. And that's when I realized that's why she freaked out over her phone. Not because she was single and her, it because that's a lie. She wasn't single. She was in a very committed relationship saying, oh, I'm single and my family's waiting for my good night text. No, she would flipped out over her phone because she was in a full-blown relationship with someone and didn't want it to be exposed. Okay, now let's move on. Now let's talk about Miss Erin. Okay, to me, Erin, all right, her big misstep was, let's just talk about the phone situation and the pool situation with Uba first, since we were just talking about Uba. And I want to know what you guys think. Put it down below. I think Aaron was really, and this is why I'm, I might be a little woo-woo, but I think energy and intentions are so important because it's always the energy behind what you do that people feel. Whatever the action is, whatever your words are, don't really mean anything. What really gives it meaning is your energy behind it, right? And this is where I think Aaron messed up with Uba. I think that Aaron was pissed. I mean, pissed with a capital P-I-S-S-E-D when Uba pushed her in the pool. And I'm going to be honest with you. I would have been pissed too. I would have felt some type of way. You push me in a pool, we're having, there's a problem. Don't push me in anybody's pool. You don't know my situation. Can I swim? Can I not swim? What's my hair like? Do I have my phone in my pocket? Don't push me in a pool. I don't think it's funny. I don't think it's, I don't think, it, I know it's a big trope, people pushing people's in pool. Don't do it to me. I'm not the one. I think Aaron was very, very pissed when Uba pushed her in the pool, which is under, which is understandable. The problem is Aaron acted like she, it didn't matter that it was just some prank and that she was just going to do some prank to get Uba back. And from there, her underlining energy was anger and that she was pissed. And that was very clear. And I think that, and it, but Aaron was like, but I'm cool. I'm cool. Again, faking the funk. She wanted to come across as a cool girl who didn't care about being pushed in the pool. And she's just going to prank her friend Uba back. No, you were pissed and you wanted to get, you wanted to get her back. That's why the energy between them was weird ever since that happened. That's why the energy be behind Aaron hiding the phone escalated as much as it did. Yes, because I think Uba was worried that her secret, that she it was in a relationship, was going to be exposed on her phone. And also that her boyfriend would not be able to get in touch with her. It had nothing to do with her family. It had nothing to be with doing with, to be with being single. Because as we know, that is not what that turned out to be a lie. It had to do with my man can't get in contact with me. And it had to do with I don't want to be exposed that I have a man. But then on the flip side with Aaron, her energy for taking the phone was I'm really pissed. Not uh, ha ha, let's have a prank. Ha ha, we're doing these fun gags with each other. Ha ha ha. No, the energy was chick, you pushed me in the pool and I'm pissed. Aaron sort of just said that. She should have just said, hey, Uba, you're my girl. I love you. But pushing me in the cool wasn't wasn't pushing me in the pool wasn't cool. And I feel some type of way about it. And then Uba could have said, oh, my gosh, I'm sorry. I apologize. I it was just a moment. I didn't mean to be disrespectful. I'm sorry. And it could have been squashed. 
But when you lie and say you're cool about something you're not cool about, the energy that you then bring to things that you do to get back at that person, you feel it. That's what I think really happened with that whole phone situation escalating. It it had nothing, it, both of them energetically was coming from negative places. And that's why that situation blew up the way it did. That's why they kept fighting. That's why Uba, that's why Aaron was like, don't say my name, Uba, because it wasn't about the phone. It, she was pissed, she pushed her in the pool. That's why Uba was all in Aaron's face, snatching her sunglasses off her face, which I thought was inappropriate. Don't put your hands on me in any situation. I thought that was very, very inappropriate. Snatching somebody's glasses off their face, that's not okay. You know, I think Aaron shouldn't have taken the phone, but also Uba should not have snatched the glasses off of her face. That's That wasn't cool either, right? But I think the reason why such a trivial thing as that escalated was because both of them weren't being honest about how they felt and about what really was going on. You see what I'm saying? Okay. When it comes to, also when it comes to Aaron, I think this might be an unpopular opinion. I know it's going to be, but that's okay. That's why you guys come here for conspiracy theories and unpopular opinions. I actually like Aaron. I do. I actually really like her. There are things about her that I don't like. I don't like that she's a tea supporter, you know, that she gave to the Make America Great Again fund. That aspect to me, I obviously do not like and I do not agree with at all. Um, I also don't like it when she is, you know, size little beta bullying minion when the two of them get together and all of that stuff. I think that if Erin did not align herself with Sai, I think she would have been more likable in general. Because I actually do like Erin. Might be unpopular opinion, but I do like her. I don't agree with her political views. I don't agree with her being a bully um, and all of that stuff. And then the receipts for her being a tea supporter. Here we go. This, These are the receipts. So this is saying that she donated year to date in 2020 $400 to the tea campaign to make America great again. I'm, I mean, I, I, I don't have a political show. We don't talk, I'm not about politics, but from my own moral compass and standpoint, Aaron isn't it for me with this. Just from a personal moral standpoint, I'm not with the tea supporters. I'm just not, not, that's a wrap. But overall, Erin, other than that, which, which are big things, I do kind of like her, but it is what it is. But I think her misstep was aligning with Sai, supporting T, and not being honest in the moment, again, trying to be the cool girl and all that. You know what I'm saying? But I do, but I do like her. It's probably an unpopular opinion. All right, let's move on to Miss Jenna Lyons. Okay. Again, to me with Jenna, I might be the only person on the planet, but I don't get the hype around Jenna Lyons. I know she was at J. Crew for a while. I think she was on, was it Project Runway maybe or something like that? Um, 
but I I don't really get the hype about Jenna. I like the fact that she shared about her past, about her mom. I think a lot of people could relate to that in her childhood. I like that she opened up about her own, you know, battles with like her own self-image and, you know, um, her own, um, I guess, illnesses or diagnoses. I don't want to misspeak, but, you know, what she talked about in the show with like her eyelashes and her skin and her teeth. I loved that she was vulnerable and shared that because I think everybody can understand sometimes not feeling comfortable in your own skin. You know, we've all had those moments and times. With that being said, I do think that at times she weaponized those things in order to not have to be honest. And I'll tell you what I mean by that. Like, and like her mother passing, which is really sad. And I feel, and I do feel bad because she said, I think it was about four or six weeks before she started filming, her mother had passed away. And that's really tough. So my heart and condolences go out to her for that. However, like when Jessel had her fashion event, this is my, this is what I think really happened. Again, let me know what you guys think. So Jessel was like, oh, I'm having my fashion event. And truth be told, Jessel's event was fire. She had some really great people there from the industry. Jessel's event was fire. I think Jenna, and again, this is just my opinion, was jealous. I think that Jenna felt some type of way that Jessel was the one throwing the fashion event on the show and not her. Because if you go back and watch that ep- that scene, Jessel had some very big heavy hitter people in the fashion industry there. And Jenna is supposed to be the fashion industry person on the show. J. Crew, Project Runway, all of this stuff, right? She's supposed to be that fashion girl. But it but it turned out that Jessel was really the one who had the fashion event on the show. Not Jenna. I think she felt some type of way about that. Because if you watch back at that moment, Jenna goes, oh, I think I have like an event that night. And Jessel was like, what event? She's like, oh, I don't know. I think I just have like an event that night. And her event turned out to be doing holiday decorations at her house with like, it was either like her son or her friend or something like that. Like, girl, you could have done that anytime. You could have done that before the event or after the event. That was not a quote, an event. That was just you being shady and not wanting to go to Jessel's event because because you knew it was going to be a fashion event that you weren't hosting. But then it gets justified with, oh, I get it. Jenna didn't want to come to my event because her mother passed away. What? I'm, what? I'm giving, how does that make any sense? How does that justify anything? Jenna said she had an event. And she made it sound like she had her own fashion survey to go to. Not that she was popping popcorn with her friend at her house, lighting candles. You know what I'm saying? But then she justified it with, oh, she must have not been feeling good or she just wanted to do something holiday because her mother had passed away. That doesn't make any type of sense to me. Jenna had no problem going to any other event she wanted to go to. It doesn't make any sense. And then when we get back, I feel like Jenna Lyons is somehow protected. You're going to think I'm crazy, but I'm but I'm not. I think she's somehow protected. Like the, a lot of the women, like it was said, did not want to go for go after Jenna. She could she, just like and Bryn really called it. She's like, you know, I get held to a certain standard, but Jenna gets away with everything. And even when Aaron was backtracking with the whole um, 
comment about when Jenna says, I don't want to fight. She didn't want to fly business class. I mean, coach, she only wanted to fly private or business or first or whatever. She didn't want to fly coach, which I think is the truth. Jenna Lyons didn't want to fly coach. And that's why she didn't fly with them. And she got her private jet or she got whatever the, or her first class ticket, which is fine to the girls trip. But then it turned out to must protect Jenna at all costs. No, no, no. She felt so insecure about her skin condition. And that's why she didn't fly with us. What? How does that make it? What do you having a skin condition have to do with where the type of level you fly on. And then Aaron was like, I'm so sorry. I said anything about her saying coach. And I didn't mean like, it was like, why, why is Jenna Lyons per so protected? And I also saw this when I was researching for today on Reddit, every single comment about Jenna Lyons was positive and glowing. And anybody who said anything slightly negative about her got downvoted and it, and, um, got called out and all this stuff. It, it's very, very weird. There is something in the ethos, there is something in the ether that is like protect Jenna Lyons at all costs. Where I'm like, why? Who the hell is Jenna Lyons? I'm confused. She didn't want to fly coach. Okay, just say that. Which she did say when she was a little bit tipsy, but then everybody had to walk it back. You know, she flaked on Jessel's event because she didn't want to go to it. None of that had anything to do with her mother passing away. And I'm not being insensitive. I understand that's a very hard thing. But I don't get how that means she doesn't want to go to Jess's event. And again, I'm not being insensitive. I understand that she has, you know, certain things about her body. At the end of the day, we all have things about our body. There are days where I don't feel sexy and hot. But what does that have to do with me flying coach or private? Not a damn thing. So that's when I'm like, huh. And that's what I mean by what I said at the very beginning of the episode about um, their storylines and the conversations going on. Why were there fights about you don't have you don't have food at your events, cheese platters, sponsored gifts and content when there were much bigger issues at play? And Bryn, I'll give Bryn props. She was one of the the first people to really bring those, to bring that stuff up, right? Like, why are we protecting Jenna at all costs? You know, hey, Uba, who is the man in Connecticut that you go and see? You know what I'm saying? And stuff like that. Um, So I wanted them to talk more about that stuff. Get into the stuff about that. Call, call, Call each other out. Not dark, not in like, I'm going to expose you and take you down. But like, there were so many elephants in the room and so many things that didn't make sense and so many obvious lies. Why are we talking about cheese platters? I'm confused. Why are we talking about sponsored gifts and gifts bags and sponsored posts? I'm confused. When there was a lot of stuff that was actually going on in the season, that never even truly got addressed. And also I'll give it up to Uba for this. I should have took the screenshot of it, but I don't know if you guys know, let me go back to Uba. So Uba is now in a feud with Tamara Judge or she was feuding with Tamara and Uba made this um, 
the same exact observation I'm making right now. She was saying how, um, because Uba went really hard at the reunion. Yes, I think Uba went hard at the reunion because she wants to save her apple and save her seat, but everybody does. Everybody goes hard at the reunion because they want to save their seat, right? Everybody does. So I'm not mad at her for that, but what she said to Tamara and there's screenshots of their, of their DMs that's going around. I, sh I should have got it for you guys. I'm sorry, but I'll tell you what it said. Uba said the same thing. She said, I was tired of everybody talking about cheese plates when there were much deeper and bigger stuffs going on to talk about. And I agree. And that's why I felt the season was good but flat. Because they could have went much deeper on a lot of stuff that was going on, but they kept certain things surface and then they just attacked other people for things that they were doing themselves, if that makes sense. You know what I'm saying? Like, I really need them to start showing up and showing out and talking about the real stuff going on. Like, how come none of the women were like, Sai, you keep telling all of us to tell the truth, but when, when did you get married? Was it 2009 or was it 2017? Oh, you're worried about Pavit cheating? Weren't you the side chick? Wasn't your current husband married when you got pregnant by him? Why weren't they talking about that? Again, I don't want it to get dark or evil the way some of the other franchises have gotten, but I need it to get real. I need it to get real. Same thing like I was saying with like, you know, Uba and Jenna. Oh, let me go back to Jenna because I'm not done with her. Okay, so again, same issue I had with Uba, because I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to keep it fair across the board. I'm going to be fair. Same issue I had with Uba I have with Jenna. Do not come on the show, claim to be single, and then have it turn out that you're in a relationship. And then claim, oh, I wanted to protect the privacy of the person I'm with. Then say that. Because the, because the same thing applies with Uba, it applies with Jenna. There's a difference between saying I'm seeing someone and I'm creating a healthy boundary to protect their privacy and lying for a storyline. Because both of them was making a part of their storyline was that they were single and both of them were lying. Jenna was in a relationship and I think with that person, they did end up breaking up. But now she's in a full time relationship with her partner. And I just saw that she might be engaged. Jenna Lyons might be engaged now to her partner. But on the show, she was saying she was single and, and all this stuff. And then same thing with Uba. You know, she was saying she was single. Turned out she was in a loving, happy, healthy relationship with someone. Going to galas and events and all of this stuff. Quiet as it's kept. Because Andy even told it on Watch What Happens Live that, um, no, not Watch What Happens Live, on, um, it was, yeah, yes, on Watch What Happens Live when Uba was there the second time and at the reunion, Andy was like, oh, so your man is the guy who was at the premiere party. So how are you saying you're single, but yet your man is showing up at Bravo events? But the way they tried to keep it secret was the only person who was allowed to take photos of him at those events was the private photographer not anybody else. And that is what my problem is. My problem is they actually had real issues going on with the show that they did not actually dive into. You, do you see what I'm saying? They were deflecting and lying and denying and all of this stuff. I can respect 
parts of your privacy if you're honest with me. And that's why I enjoyed the season, but I thought it would be, but I expected something different and I want it more, if that makes sense. Okay. All right, you guys, I'm going to drop the link in case anybody wants to come up and share and talk. And I just want to know what you guys think. Put it down below about the ladies.